sit and join the shade. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Drink the drink that I have made. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Tell Good evening. Happy Sunday and welcome to Drink in the Style, your regular Sunday dive into interior design, art, architecture, and small business. I'm your host, Gregory Rich, and I'm going to help you kill your Sunday early evening with some booze and conversation. This is an exciting broadcast tonight as we are announcing a new and hopefully long-term partnership with the Minnesota chapter of the American Society of Interior Designers, otherwise known as ASID. And as such, our guest this evening is the newly installed president of the organization, Miss Jennifer Austin McGrath. Jennifer, welcome to Drink in the Style. Thanks, Craig. Glad to be here. Ah, it's fun. Uh, I am so excited. I'm so looking forward to, you know, highlighting some of the things that ASID does and getting some of your designers uh, on the program as well. This is, uh, this is a good time. We're also joined again for the first time in a bit of time by our good friend, Mr. Jordan Morris, the general manager and executive chef at Mill Valley Kitchen. Jordan, welcome back to Drink in the Style. Good to be back, Greg. It's good to see you, man. I am excited, I am thrilled, and I am excited especially about this cocktail that you're making. Yeah, it should be great. We've been taking a closer look at some classic cocktails lately. Uh, at Mill Valley Kitchen, we love making our own specialty cocktails and being really creative, but uh, we also really appreciate classic tried-and-true technique and using high-quality spirits and ingredients in general and uh, just going for it. So we recently added to our menu, actually, uh, a classic cocktail section of about 15 cocktails, and one of them is the Bee's Knees. Now, this is a classic Prohibition-era cocktail, um, not quite as well-known as many of the other classics, but uh, it definitely holds its weight. The Bee's Knees. So I'm going to guess this has got something to do with honey? There is definitely honey here. And the, the history of this cocktail is kind of cool. It's, you know, Prohibition era, this was a, a way to actually disguise, um, you know, quote-unquote uh, bathwater or bathtub gin, excuse me. Okay. And so the name Bee's Knees, you know, is slang for, like, the best, you know, especially back then. It was a term used a lot, apparently, and which I happen to enjoy that term. It's a top-notch term, it's really. <laughs> Everybody's using it. Hop on the trolley. Exactly. <laughs> this, this is the Bee's Knees. <laughs> and so the honey was a great tool to kind of mask some of those inferior um, uh you know, prohibition, sneaky gins, and you the know, stuff that would gins. potentially make you blind or otherwise make you really happy. Right. But uh, today we're not using bathtub gin. We've got some great gin coming from Prairie uh, Organic uh, Gin, and they do a fantastic job local. And we've been celebrating them for seven and a half years on our menu. Prairie is uh, is a is a great distillery and one of the early distilleries here in Minnesota that started doing this uh, uh, kind of micro stuff. And um, are they a larger company or a smaller company? I'm not really sure. Yeah, exactly. You know, relatively how big? I'm not sure, but I know they do quite a bit locally. I'm not sure how far the reach goes throughout the states, but well, it's quality stuff. So walk us through first. What are the exact ingredients in the bee's knees? All right. So this is a very simple cocktail. But we've got prairie organic gin, lemon juice, and uh, honey. And we've diluted our honey with a little bit of hot water to make a simple syrup. When you're using honey in a cocktail, you definitely want to dilute it a little bit and turn it into a, a little bit lighter syrup because honey, once you shake it with anything cold, it's going to kind of coagulate on you. You'll have a hard time emulsifying it. So we turn it into a simple syrup just like we would a simple syrup with sugar and water, but I go a little heavier on the honey since it's already kind of viscous and I, want, I don't want it to be too watery. Okay. But uh, yeah, those three ingredients. And then for a little twist, we add a little dash of lavender bitters. It plays really well with the floral notes of that honey. Ooh, I'm liking that. And we're going to serve that. that, serve chilled and up in a old school Prohibition era style mini coupe. A mini coupe, mini much coupe. better than a martini glass. <laughs> I think so. Martini glasses are a practical joke. You have this incredibly strong alcoholic beverage served almost on a plate. I know. Good luck. It's just absolutely cruel. The gods have a sense of humor when it comes to that stuff. All right, Brett, why don't you hit us with some mixing music? Beautiful. All and Jordan, take us away. All right, so I've already chilled my coupe glass, and so I'm not serving this with ice. We want to make sure it's well chilled already. And I'm going to start in a shaker tin by adding two ounces of prairie gin. Two ounces in, excellent, and over ice. So we're shaking this, as you said. Yes, and three-quarter ounce of our honey simple. All right. And what did you say the mix was between honey and water? Just a little bit? Uh... Yeah, I go about, instead of one to one, I'll do about one part honey to three quarter part water. Okay, got it. 
and then again three quarter ounce of freshly squeezed lemon juice excellent it's a lot of lemon it's going to be a tart yeah it's a very bright drink and then one good dash of lavender bitters excellent are you using a local lavender bitter I am not. Okay, sorry. Put you on the spot there. Amazon, help me out with the, these bitters this week. <laughs> Excellent. Every time you mention Amazon, it reminds me of three things I need to order. Isn't that oh. terrible? It's like I a never-ending. When I live on this at this house, we have to go up these huge steps. It's almost like three stories high. And every day, that poor male person has to come up those steps. I can just feel the hatred. I really can. <laughs> All right, we've shaken that beautifully. We had the little background theater noise. We're going to strain this into our chilled coop. All right, it's got a yellow lemon honey color and a froth on top. Yeah, traditional garnish is a lemon peel. I'm going with a cute little yellow viola. Oh, pretty. Look at that. That is a very pretty drink, Jordan. Thank you. Well done. All right, it is ready to be drunk. And this is funny. Now, Jennifer, we were just talking. You have the ASID ball coming up. Uh, yes. Next month, correct? Gala. Yep. A gala event. And you're going with a prohibition theme? Yeah, it's kind of a machine shop. Um, well, it's, it's held at the machine shop in downtown Minneapolis, but it's um, kind of an industrial theme, mm -hmm. 30s, 40s theme. So Perfect. Yeah. So maybe we'll put in the bee's knees as heard on Drink in the Style. Sounds <laughs> Or something along Sounds those fabulous. lines. Yeah. All right. That's going to be a really fantastic drink. I'm looking forward to trying that. Before we delve into it, though, I have a question for you. Now, sure. Jennifer, you are uh, an expert in interior design. You are the president of the organization, so you know designers as well. Taking wine off the table, shot in the dark, what would you say is the most popular alcohol amongst the interior design crowd? Well, that's, I mean, that's kind of a personal question. <laughs> it is, it is. You get uh, deep on, on Yes, yeah. Um, I would say nothing too sweet, mm -hmm. um, definitely. Um, bootlegger kind of comes to mind. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a good one. Nice. It's, you know, anything in a martini glass, although we were just talking about martini glasses. and. It is hard. Martini, but, are yeah. you a fan of the martini glass in general? I do like a martini glass, but... That's just me. I like it because it's, I mean, it's kind of elegant. and It is. It is. It's very sophisticated. It, so. Until you are wiping all of the gin off of your shoes and your sweater and being Italian, where I tend to talk with my hands a lot. Yeah, as you said, Jordan, it is almost a cosmic joke to have that amount of alcohol on a flat cocktail. Yeah, it's usually really funny when you see your server walking across the entire dining room with a tray of like six martinis. Oh my God, seriously. Like about three minutes I know. to slowly walk across <laughs> the whole dining room. That's a skill. <laughs> with like somebody in front with a flag waving it, martini tray coming. But you usually through. get cheers when you make it all the way. The tables, they see you coming from, you know, 20 feet away and they're all anticipating. And if you do it without spilling, you... It's yeah, yeah, that's impressive. All right, sounds good. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but uh, when we come back, we are going to be enjoying the bee's knees and uh, speaking with Jennifer Austin McGrath about the ASID. Listeners, stick around. This is going to be a great show. You came, my time was running low. I was lost. The losing dice were tossed. Did you know that Habitation Furnishing and Design has the area's largest selection of Noir and CFC furniture? Are you familiar with them? I once had a customer describe Noir as a cross between restoration hardware and Beetlejuice. I love that. And CFC, bench-made furniture out of the heart of California, is definitionally cool. In any event, check out the lines at NoirFurnitureLA.com and then swing into the store and check them out in person. Habitation Furnishing and Design, one mile east of Highway 100 on Excelsior Boulevard. This is Chad, owner of AM950, here to tell you about Snap Construction. They're experts in roofing, siding, window, and insurance restoration. They have energy-efficient products available for both residential and commercial properties. This spring, when we needed a company to take a look at a problem with our roof, I called the company I knew I could trust, Snap Construction. I've known Ryan, the owner at Snap Construction, for years, so I knew I could trust him. Don't just take my word for it. Check out their reviews online. They are arguably the most well-reviewed exterior contractor online in the metro area. Over the years, Ryan has always said the same thing to me about his work. If we build it, shouldn't we be held accountable for the work indefinitely? He backed that statement up years ago when Snap Construction was a pioneer in offering a lifetime craftsmanship guarantee on all their work. 
For a free estimate or general questions, call the locally owned company AM950 Trust Snap Construction at 612-333-SNAP. That's 612-333-SNAP or find them online at snapconstruction.com. They have financing options available. This is Gregory Rich, host of Drink in the Style, and I want to talk to you about rehab. Not that kind. I'm talking about Designer Rehab in St. Louis Park. Designer Rehab is the best furniture consignment store in the Twin Cities, and we're currently accepting consignment on gently used sofas, chairs, tables, and more. If you're ready for an upgrade, bring your furniture in for consignment. Then swing over to Habitation Furnishing and Design and let us fill your home with some of the best furnishings you'll find anywhere. Designer Rehab. It's only a matter of time. I am Athena Janakis Karras, and my family invites you to join us at It's Greek to Me on the corner of Lake and Lindale. Since purchasing this iconic restaurant two years ago, our passion has been building upon the traditional by infusing the menu and space with modern interpretations of classic Greek cuisine, sourcing fresh, authentic ingredients and recipes cultivated from our Greek heritage. Your meal will be quintessentially Greek. Find It's Greek to Me at 626 West Lake Street in Minneapolis or at It's Greek to Me MN. Hi, Gregory Rich, owner of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style right here on AM 950. Hey, I've only got a few seconds, so here's the deal. Habitation is the coolest furniture store in town. Not only have we got some of the most exceptional furniture in the cities, but in many cases, Habitation can offer you store credit on your existing furniture. Stop in, talk to one of our designers, and let us help you make your home exceptional. Habitation Furnishing and Design, 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. Hey there, cutes, put on your dancing boots and come dance with me. Come dance with me, what an evening for some terpsichore. Pretty face, I know a swing. Welcome back to Drink in the Style. Sorry to interrupt you, Mr. Sinatra, but uh, you'd be happy that we're drinking something that has a little honey in it. Little known fact, Frank Sinatra used to drink tea with honey to loosen up his vocal cords before shows. Um, we are speaking with uh, Miss Jennifer Austin McGrath, and we are enjoying the Bee's Knees, courtesy of Mill Valley Kitchen in St. Louis Park. We've already started drinking this, and it is really, really good, Jordan. Thank you. Yeah, nicely done. The uh, I, You know I don't like sweet drinks to start with that much, but this case, the roundness of the honey, the brightness of the lemon. It's delicious. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah we use it's a lot of lemon juice to kind of cut through that sweetness. But again, like we were talking about on the break there, that, that honey, it does, it's not just sweet. You know, there's obviously it's there, but it, it delivers so much more in flavor, too. Yeah. Yeah, no, this is, uh, this is delicious. And you can find the recipe for this cocktail uh, at drinkinthestyle.com. Um, which is up to date, although not with all the recipes, but at least with the links to the shows. And remember, you can also download Drink in the Style via um, iTunes or Stitcher or Sketcher or any of those other weirdly named things. Wherever you uh, get your podcasts. Wherever. Much. Thank you, Brett. Yes. Wherever you get your <laughs> podcast, Drink in the Style is there. Please have a listen and be sure to give us a five-star rating so others can find the show. So, Jennifer... You are the newly installed president of the American Society of Interior Design. First of all, congratulations. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, it's very exciting, and it's a great organization. Why don't you tell us a little bit about ASID? Well, ASID, which stands for American Society of Interior Designers, is one of the oldest and the largest organ professional organizations for interior designers. Um, we have over 20,000 practicing designers in both residential and commercial. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is absolutely fantastic. So basically it is it is the creme de la creme of the design community. It is people who are part of an organization who have great credibility in the in the industry, have have, you know, a commitment to an organization, not just, you know, individual projects, correct? Correct. Yeah, it's really a wonderful um, community. Yeah, it is. So let's 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 one oh one the design community. One oh one. I don't know if I made that up or if that's something that I picked up somewhere, but basics. Are you gonna use it in the future? Brett, can we use this in the future? <laughs> let's one oh one the topic. I think we can do that. Excellent. All right, there it is. Coined. Everybody send me a nickel if you ever use that phrase. It's now copyrighted. Um <laughs> first, what is the difference between a designer and a decorator? And then well first tell me that. Well, um, 
anyone can basically be a decorator, which is unfortunate. <laughs> um, and On I, many and levels. I, I, yeah, I will. I will say that there have been times when I've been called a decorator, and it's not fun. But <laughs> it um, is. If there's one way to make yeah. a designer cringe, <laughs> it's call them a decorator. Right. Mm -hmm. So all um, anyone who is uh, associated with ASID and is a member um, should hold an interior design degree. Mm -hmm. um, there are different levels of that degree program. Um, with the NCIDQ being a professional member or an allied member. Mm -hmm. um, so there are different levels, but, um, but yes, it's, it has, it basically comes down to um, education, experience and examination. Which is incredibly important because I have made the case time and time again that, you know, good taste does not a designer make. I mean, it's helpful and it's great to have good taste, but when you go in and you actually have formal training in the industry and you are taught how shapes and colors and forms interact, when you're taught how to use space and how to, to maximize, you know, visual, you know, angles, things like that, I mean, it's stuff that you don't just learn, you actually have to be taught. Correct. Yeah, I think it's really um, applied knowledge and, I mean, obviously talent does play into that but without um, a doubt I mean, you can educate the heck out of uh out of out of somebody but if they don't have a certain level of of aesthetic appreciation they'll never be necessarily a designer but you need to have that in order to be an asid designer you do have to have a design degree of one form or another correct yeah correct. Yeah. it's that's it, it, again, it, it is important. So tell me about how designers tend to work. Um, I mean, are most designers with ASID independent? Are they generally affiliated with showrooms or uh, uh, with interior design firms? I think it's a really a broad mix. Um, I highly recommend most students that are coming out of the um, and coming out of school to to work with a designer a seasoned designer if not a firm first mm -hmm. before going on their own if that's the path that they choose um, there's an incredible wealth of knowledge that you can learn from um, working for a firm or um, you know a local vendor um, that's just indispensable because education is key, but experience can't be replaced. Correct, correct. And you do go through, and, and you know, the textbook application is, is 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 helpful. But having some experience, are the majority of designers, I mean, in terms of career progress, how do you generally see most ASID designers moving? They come out of school, and uh, then they usually go to work for a firm or a showroom. Correct. Um, yes. And then many do stay with those firms. Many do stay with those showrooms because it's a nice, you know, it's 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 nice to have kind of an organization built around you. But a lot do go off on their own, necessarily. Correct. Yeah. I mean, I take for instance myself. I mean, I worked for um, a local uh, furniture store for eight over eight years, right coming right out of design school, and Didn't, that was extreme. Can I ask who? Gabberts. Oh, of course, <laughs> Good of old course. Gabberts, yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah, but that was, you know, it was a wealth of knowledge for me, and I will never trade those days. So I highly recommend at least a couple of years under the belt of someone else. So it's, um, I mean, it's just to get your feet wet and kind of know the procedures of working with clients and, um it's, it's a good safety net. What about continuing education for designers and, and helping? I, I've noticed, obviously, I've interacted with a lot of design schools and, and, and what have you, that rarely is there a kind of a business background training associated with design programs. Well, most interior design programs that are fall into um, the ASID criteria have to have a business background, so you should have that under your belt. Okay. But, I mean, obviously, um, it's always good to have that one-on-one um, -on -one experience. Um, so, I mean, that gives, being said, I mean, working for someone is just... It's indispensable. Yeah. And, I mean, just, just, again, the business side, the backside, that no business school is necessarily going to uh, be able to give you the details associated with working with various vendors, understanding, you know, supply chains that are running through, the problems associated with shipping, how right. to receive products. Yes, exactly. <laughs> which is absolutely nightmarish in many cases. I mean, I've, I've said before, I, I, I've been in a lot of different businesses, um, having been a consultant for a period of time. Um, in a completely unrelated field. Um, and 
rarely have I find found a business that has as much. <laughs> I'm going to use my trademark word, but I won't because it gets bleeped out. Fuckery. I said it anyway. Uh, as uh, as as the design industry does. So getting mm-hmm. that experience is key. It is. It really is. All right. Fabulous. We are going to uh, take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we'll be talking more uh, with Jennifer Austin McGrath of uh, the American Society of Interior Designers. And uh, stick with us. Uh, you're going to enjoy the next couple segments. Irresistible force such as you meets an old immovable object like me. You can bet just as sure as you live. Something's gotta give something. Hi, Gregory Rich, owner of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style Sundays at 5 p.m. right here on AM 950. Habitation is Minneapolis's coolest furniture design studio. Our in-house design staff specializes in creating spaces that reflect your style, your values, and your taste. From edgy modern to transitional, Habitation is here to help you craft your home. Know what's also exciting? Habitation offers AM950 listeners complimentary interior design services, which include an appraisal of any furniture pieces you may want to trade in for store credit. That's right. Habitation will take your gently used furniture and issue you store credit on fresh, fantastic furniture. Check out Habitation today. 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park, one mile east of Highway 100, or visit us online at habitationdesign.com. Hello, I'm Dave Hutch, DFL endorsed candidate for Hennepin County Sheriff. I've been a police officer for 15 years, and I'm running for sheriff because I believe our elected sheriff should have a vision of public safety that includes everyone, no matter where they're from or what they look like. I believe in transparency, responsiveness, and open communication. As sheriff, I will rethink how the sheriff's office interacts with ICE. I'll require crisis intervention and de-escalation training for all Hennepin County deputies. I'll make it a priority to protect everyone of Hennepin County, including our immigrant communities and our native community. I will provide mentally ill individuals with treatment and services needed to stay out of jail. I will never send Hennepin County deputies to break up protests at places like Standing Rock. And I will never stop working to improve the relationships between the police and the communities we serve. Let's start working together for a safe and healthy Hennepin County. I'm Dave Hutch, and I'm asking for your vote for Hennepin County Sheriff. Paid and prepared by Hutch for Sheriff Volunteer Committee. I am Athena Janakis Karras, and my family invites you to join us at It's Greek to Me on the corner of Lake and Lindale. Since purchasing this iconic restaurant two years ago, our passion has been building upon the traditional by infusing the menu and space with modern interpretations of classic Greek cuisine, sourcing fresh, authentic ingredients and recipes cultivated from our Greek heritage. Your meal will be quintessentially Greek. Find It's Greek to Me at 626 West Lake Street in Minneapolis or at It's Greek to Me MN. This is Gregory Rich, host of Drink in the Style, and I want to talk to you about rehab. Not that kind. I'm talking about Designer Rehab in St. Louis Park. Designer Rehab is the best furniture consignment store in the Twin Cities, and we're currently accepting consignment on gently used sofas, chairs, tables, and more. If you're ready for an upgrade, bring your furniture in for consignment. Then swing over to Habitation Furnishing and Design and let us fill your home with some of the best furnishings you'll find anywhere. Designer Rehab. It's only a matter of time. With your AM950 weather, this is Eric Nelson. Tonight, expect rain before 1 a.m. with a low around 43. Sunday will be mostly cloudy with a high of 54 and a low around 35. Monday will be partly sunny with a high near 59 and a low around 43. Big Bear Lodge invites you to enjoy the Boundary Waters without packing a tent. The Lodge is a lakeside sauna, offers breakfast, homemade artisan pizzas, bison burgers, plus delicious beer and wine. Come find your smile at Big Bear Lodge. Check them out at BigBearLodgeMN.com. Baubles, bangles, hear how they jing jingling. Baubles, bangles, bright shiny beads, sparkles. Welcome back to Drink in the Style, brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design in St. Louis Park. We are speaking with Jennifer Austin McGrath, the president of the Minnesota chapter of the American Society of Interior Designers. Jennifer, welcome back. Thank you. 
Let's start with this. ASID has a great mission statement. Design impacts lives. What does the organization mean by that? Well, that is a... Um that's a hefty statement, isn't it? <laughs> it is. I mean, it's it's really deep. <laughs> so I'm just going to read our mission statement from National. Um, mind me why I read this. But through education, knowledge, sharing, advocacy, community building, and outreach, we strive to advance the interior design profession and the processes to celebrate the power of interior interior design through positive changes in people's lives. So that's that's a lot. It really is. I do. Um, but what we've adapted um, on a local level through the current uh, chapter, um, we've kind of implemented our strategic plan for health and wellness. And that is implementing anything that has to do with sustainable design um, pertaining to design impacts lives and uh, really embracing... Um, how uh, um, health and wellness impacts all of us. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's a big, big issue. I On mean, many, many levels, with, yes. without a doubt. I mean, you talk about design impacts lives, and uh, we've walked down this path before, but, um, I mean, your, your environment is going to have influence over everything. First of all, I mean, the most the most basic of which is just your state of mind. And that is to say, you know, you walk into a room that is, you know, complete mess. It's probably going to have a negative impact on how you view things. And how you view things is going to have an impact on your general health overall. So from the top level, yes, design impacts lives uh, overall. But then you've broken it down to more of a specific health and wellness factor, correct? Correct. Yeah. So we really want to implement um, and kind of give our society the tools to proceed forward with anything that has to do with the impacts of health and wellness, mm -hmm. um, be it through continued education, which is CEUs, mm -hmm. um, green design, um, showcasing local builders that are sustainable. Um, those are all really important and are you guys are you partnered with the sustainable furnishing council as well actually we have a upcoming event and we're hoping to to have a ceu for that event um at francis king um that that basically showcases uh the Sustainable Council mm -hmm. um, network. Mm -hmm. And the Sustainable Council, again, is an organization that is uh, basically retailers, designers, other people in the industry who are kind of binding together to try to create, you know, basically anti-IKEA types Correct. of uh, yes. stuff, yeah. sustainable furnishings right. overall. Heavy, heavily reliant on bamboo uh, overall as a highly sustainable product overall. Are you a fan of bamboo? I love bamboo. Do you? I think, yeah, I think it's great. I mean, it's great for even um, sheets, and it's so renewable. It's, I mean, it's fast growing, and mm -hmm. um, definitely a, a good resource. And then they can use the the strands within bamboo to create viscose, correct? Mm -hmm. uh, for rugs and things, people don't realize viscose is actually a, a natural fiber that has been basically taken through a process uh, to make it usable in rugs and fabrics and things like that. Correct. I mean, there are solutions. There are solutions out there to being sustainable. There are solutions out there to being healthful. It's just a matter of getting people to understand that, at least initially, they do tend to be a little more expensive sometimes as you approach economies of scale. Uh, but it benefits us all as we go forward. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think the uh, general... Um, aspect of good design and um, renewable resources is coming down. So it's definitely not something that is just to the upper crust. I mean, it's um, it's reachable on all levels. Mm -hmm. Yeah, without, without a doubt. What about the ASID showcase home? That's the big thing that the public is aware of overall. This happens in spring here in the Twin Cities. Correct, yep. Um, so uh, last year's has passed, but you have one coming up. Tell our listeners a little bit about how the ASID Showcase Home works. Well, we are always looking for um, a new uh, showcase home, and that is um, that's a special project that features over 20, 25 designers, local designers, um, in each uh, profession, and basically that um, showcases the talents. 
That's Jordan mixing our cocktail yeah, in the corner as we're ready. Because the community. bee's knees yeah. is truly the bee's knees. And it's already been drained by everyone, including Brett, in the other room. Very good, yes. Okay, sorry. So this is a really a special house for us. I mean, it's, it's kind of showcasing um, local designers and their talent. Um, we're hoping this year to get something that has some sustainable aspects to it. Ah. Um, so we're really kind of searching high and low for that, whether it be through like a Tesla roof or something that, um, you know, can implement a kind of a ground zero um, effect. So Oh, fast. So you haven't selected the location for, for next year's spot. You've got a couple options, I'm sure. We, yeah, we've had a couple leads. Um you know, like I said, we really want to be particular about this because um, it's a special house for us, and it's it's one of our bigger events, mm -hmm. and we want to make sure that it's really going to push forward our strategic plan for this year. Yeah, which is so. great. And then, so you have 25 designers, for example, uh, working on a particular property, and again, so each designer gets a certain part of the house to work on. Uh, is there collaboration between all of them, or how does that break down? Yes, there's always, I mean, there's a committee, the showcase house committee kind of oversees that, but there's always, I mean, generally that kind of is driven by the homeowner. Mm -hmm. um, and then the, the committee kind of oversees the design aspect of it. So we want to make sure that the, the look is cohesive and um, it's not like a choppy house that, you know, you go into one room and like, where did I come from? <laughs> you know, so it's, 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 a, it's a good flow and that's really a part of the um, the uh, committee. Got they're it. they're really in charge of that. So, how do you select the designers who get to work on the project? It, it comes down to a point system, um, and uh, you know, obviously, they have to be in good standing with ASID. Mm -hmm. um, and so, it really the point system is highly regarded in that fashion, um, and it has to do a lot with volunteering. In the community. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, that's yes. cool. Yeah. So what then, so talking about volunteering in the community, so ASID has a fabulous, you know, mission statement. I mean, it's a really good organization in general, but, you know, people may not know about all the different things that ASID actually does beyond design. What are some of the, the things that the organization does to kind of further its mission? Well, I mean, we're working with... Um, Feed My Starving Children, that's another outreach program that we have. Um, through uh, the community outreach. Um, some other aspects would be just continuing CEUs that offer green design, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, things of that nature, so. Sure, sure. Well, I mean, it's, uh, it, it's, it, it, it's a, it's a worthwhile organization, both professionally and and you know socially uh, as, as well. Um, we talked a little bit about the, the the design, you know, the design home. Let's talk a little bit about working with Drink in the Style and having some ASID designers on the program. Now, going forward, uh, you guys are going to be selecting one ASID designer to be a guest on Drink in the Style, correct? Yes. Yeah. So we. Um you know, we'll, we'll kind of come down with a criteria for that, but I mean, I think it's going to be a really great collaboration, and hopefully, we can we can really showcase um, partnering with habitation and you know um, just uh, local design resources, so we can have some more outreach with. That and that nature. is one of the nicest parts about ASID is that you know it's a national organization, but the local chapter is so community focused yes, overall. Yes. And uh, you know, and again, it gives people kind of a chance to, to 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 know who is or is not skilled in the particular you know design community. And uh, it, yeah, we're we're thrilled to have you guys as as kind of a part of the whole drink in the style and habitation group. Although, you know, there are also a lot of other great stores that work with ASID, and it's really a matter of working together with a community and kind of partnering overall. What about design in specific? You are a designer initially. Do you have a particular look or feel? And you have your own practice as well, correct? Correct. Yeah, I do. And the name of that practice is? Uh, Fine House Interiors. Excellent. A very cool name. Thank you. Is there a particular look uh, that you are partial to? You know, I honestly, I like I like to encompass all styles, but I I would say that um, a majority of my clients are 
fairly traditional. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't mean that I don't like contemporary. I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of that and green design. Um, so it's really about being responsible, I think, as a designer mm-hmm. um, and kind of uh, making sure that you know, your clients are aware of the products that you're selling them. Mm-hmm. So that kind of goes back to the green aspect of it. I mean, selling a selling a product that's sustainable, selling a product that's going to last a long time. That's really important to me. Without a doubt. And, you know, and again, that becomes an education of the client overall because like so many other things, I mean, the world is so highly specialized. You can't expect a client to know just by looking at it, the difference between a sofa from, you know, A and B, but frankly, you know, there could be tremendous differences. Uh, A may be made in the United States or Canada or, you know, uh, responsibly sourced out of Asia uh, is a, you know, in Chinese factory or something like that. Whereas B may be just mass produced and, you know, completely looks beautiful, but is a throwaway product. Correct. Yeah. And if you don't have somebody that you trust to really identify what that is and present it to you, you could be in for a tremendous disappointment in six to 12 months. Right. And that, it kind of comes back to you. So I think, I mean, you want to have a happy client. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, we all want to have calls happy at me. <laughs> you know? The happy ones are the yeah, quiet ones, yeah. the angry ones are the loud yeah. ones, and right. we know which yeah, side Don't sell them the on. cheap stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, it's absolutely true. Uh, which is why, you know, so rarely find uh, designers at, at Slumberland. Um, was that a I why? I know, it's weird. <laughs> it's totally weird. Um, all right, excellent. The, the last question I want to ask you before we go quickly to break on this, going back to the sustainability of furnishings and interiors uh, is basically this. Have you found clients, the majority of, of case goods, as we call them, coffee tables, end tables, things like that, tend to be a wood veneer. Mm-hmm. And a lot of folks push back against a wood veneer feeling that a solid wood product is a superior quality product. What's your take on that? Um, I would say that that's not necessarily true. I mean, it's... Um, a veneered product is actually an excellent product. Mm-hmm. Um, it can withstand, you know, the test of time. So, I mean, I was always told that just because it's a veneer doesn't mean that it's it's not going to, you know, perform the way a, a solid wood piece would there be. There are a lot of things that go into it, and uh, we'll, we'll touch on that in just a moment, but we do need to take a quick break, and when we come back... You're going to learn everything you ever wanted to know about solid wood furniture versus veneers. Stick with us. I can feel the star. Hi, Gregory Rich, host of Drink in the Style, Sundays at 5 p.m. right here on AM 950. Have you heard about Designer Rehab? Designer Rehab is the area's coolest furniture consignment store. Gently used furnishings as well as closeouts and clearance items at really stellar prices. Whether you're shopping or interested in consigning, Designer Rehab is a must-visit in the Twin Cities. Located at 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. Designer Rehab, it's only a matter of time. At Burger Moe's, Mondays no longer need to be a drag. Dine on the beautiful patio for Burger Monday Madness every Monday after 4 p.m., where you can order any burger and fries off menu for just $6. Not valid on Excel event evenings. Burger Moe's offers 20 fresh, never-frozen burger varieties, as well as delicious appetizers, soups, salads, and unburgers, dogs, paninis, shakes, and desserts. Located at 242 West 7th Street in St. Paul, with plenty of free parking, and online at BurgerMoe's.com. Join Seward Community Co-op for their annual owner meeting, featuring a dinner and presentation by Sean Sherman of the Sioux Chef, who works to make indigenous foods more accessible. Attend this year's annual owner meeting Tuesday, October 30th at the University of Minnesota's Kaufman Union to enjoy a meal designed by Sean Sherman of the Oglala Lakota tribe and executed by Seward Co-op Creamery Cafe. Informed by the sous chef's mission to re-identify what is recognized as North American food, the dinner will feature indigenous foods and ingredients native to this region. Expect fruit, vegetables, meat, foraged ingredients, and no sugar, wheat, or dairy. Seward Community Co-op is owned by their shoppers who are members of the community. Not an owner? Become one today by visiting customer service at the co-op. Benefits of ownership include exclusive deals, discounted classes, and 10% off your purchase once per quarter. All owners are invited to attend the annual Owner Meeting Dinner. Tickets are $5 in advance and $15 at the door. Visit seward.coop to purchase your tickets for this exciting dinner now. 
Hi, Gregory Rich, owner of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style Sundays at 5 p.m. right here on AM 950. Habitation is Minneapolis's coolest furniture design studio. Our in-house design staff specializes in creating spaces that reflect your style, your values, and your taste. From edgy modern to transitional, Habitation is here to help you craft your home. Know what's also exciting? Habitation offers AM 950 listeners complimentary interior design services, which include an appraisal of any furniture pieces you may want to trade in for store credit. That's right. Habitation will take your gently used furniture and issue you store credit on fresh, fantastic furniture. Check out Habitation today. 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park, one mile east of Highway 100, or visit us online at habitationdesign.com. Could have danced all night, could have danced all night, and still have begged for more. I could have spread my wings. Welcome back to Drink in the Style, brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design. We're enjoying some conversation with the newly installed president of the American Society of Interior Designers, Miss Jennifer Austin McGrath. Jennifer, welcome back. Thank you. And we are drinking a bee's knees, which is an incredibly tasty cocktail, even though it's sweet and I don't like sweet cocktails. This is a good one. Courtesy of Mill Valley Kitchen out in St. Louis Park. Jordan, this is a good drink. And again, you said this is on the regular menu. It is now on the regular menu. We just updated updated it and added a, a whole list of classic cocktails. Because sometimes people forget about them. And we want to really make sure we kind of standardize them and really show respect to those classics. that have They're classics for a reason. And this is one that's kind of fallen off the radar, I think. The Bee's Knees from the Prohibition era. Uh, mm-hmm. Added those the honey and intense lemon flavor to kind of hide the inferior spirits they're brewing up in their bathtubs. But but um, in this case, we're using Prairie, which is great gin. Excellent gin. So we've got the Bee's Knees gin in the Bee's Knees cocktail. Outstanding. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's quality stuff. And half price at happy hour? This one will be... Um, Next week, or this is coming week now. Excellent. The Drink in the Style special. And anything else going on in Mill Valley as we move into fall? Any new uh, stuff on the menu? Let's see. we got Wild Acres Duck Breast just made it back on the menu. We do that every fall. We're always excited about that. That's going... Going, to, going over very well already. How do you prepare it? With some uh, kind of plum sauce or something? Uh, no, we pan roast it. We kind of take a real extra savory approach to it, and we got some really thick-cut slab bacon and some lentils, sweet potato, and a smoked tomato coulis. It's nice. Really good. That sounds awesome. Swing out to Mill Valley Kitchen on the corner of Excelsior Boulevard and France Avenue in St. Louis Park just before you head into the city of Minneapolis. All right, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, we're in the fourth and final segment, which means it's time for the Habitation Audio Log, a.k.a. the segment that usually gets me in some kind of trouble. Uh, This is installment 16, and this is not going to get me in any trouble because this is fun stuff. Um, Titled, Creating an Avenue for Artists. All right, here we go. If you listened to last week's broadcast, you may recall that I spent a good deal of time talking with artist John Gerber about the role of original or fine art and what it can play in interior design. He also helped me realize that the purchase of fine art can offer clients an experiential rather than purely material buying experience. Well, being a man who likes to take action when he sees that action is called for, I've decided to implement a new program at Habitation Furnishing and Design. Specifically, starting in just a couple of weeks, Habitation Furnishing and Design will be implementing, on an ongoing uh, basis, a partnership with a featured local artist. 200 square feet of showroom wall space will be dedicated to a local artist for a period of 60 days. This will give our art community an outlet to display their work, will give both residential and commercial clients a spot in the uh, western suburbs, and a place to peruse exceptional yet still attainable artwork. And generally, we'll do a great job of keeping the showroom fresh and giving people a reason to come back and see what's new. There it is. Quick and easy. I can't get yelled at for that, right? No. Basically, what we're doing is this. So we're taking uh, about a 20-foot long wall space 
That entire wall space is going to be dedicated to the artist of the moment, original Minneapolis-derived art. Uh, and you can come in, you can buy it at Habitation, you can learn about the artist. We'll probably launch it with a cocktail party because I like cocktail parties. Uh, and then we'll move things forward so it doesn't have to be a huge gallery show, but just a chance for people to show their work. What do you guys think? I love it. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. it's really, really great. Yeah. I'm, all about uh, original art <laughs> right I mean yeah. it's, it's it's so nice I mean the, the point that John was making uh, uh, at the time was just that you know we're talking about millennials who, who are those millennials the millennials and how they like to spend their money on experience <laughs> rather than goods and yet art kind of crosses that line it's a good it's, a, it's something to have and to hold but it also represents an experience and individuality so we've got great art lines that have Habitation, Left Bank Art, Trowbridge Galleries, Soysher Marin, um, and they do great, great work, but a chance to get some unique, created, Minneapolis-style art, I think is going to be a big plus. Yeah, it's great. I mean, there's so many talented artists out there, so... There really are. I mean, there really are. We talked about Minneapolis last week being a great uh, town for artists, that is to say, it's great energy and creativity in the community but it's not always the best place for artists to sell their art because well quite honestly i would say some kind of minnesota inferiority complex you think you have to go to new york or you have to go to los angeles to buy quality art but we have world-class artists here and you can see them at the griffin gallery you can see them at the meridian uh, and now you can see them at habitation furnishing and design perfect <laughs> wasn't that a great plug at the end That's Wonderful. Mandy Crow, thank you very much. <laughs> All right, so Jennifer, question number one, very, very quickly, before I forget, how can people find out more about the ASID? Um, you can go to ASID.org, and that will bring up uh, the local chapter as well. Okay, and that'll give them everything they need to know. Correct. And if they are working with a designer, they may want to ask if they are a member of the American Society of Interior Designers, correct? I would... I would prefer it. <laughs> um, yeah. If they the, aren't, you spit on the floor twice, yeah, right. walk away and say, you shall not be allowed entry to my living room again. Right. I mean, just on a, you know, fort note, fort note but I think that um, having a, a, when you hire an interior, uh, ASID interior designer, you know that you're hiring the best. I mean, you're, you know that you're hiring a quality designer mm -hmm. with integrity the, most with importantly integrity, and that's got the skills to proceed with your project so yeah it's absolutely uh, uh, a good thing to do so what questions here in segment four can i answer for you you get a chance to ask me as host of drink in the style pretty much anything you'd like about habitation or gregory rich or frankly i can tell you a lot of stuff about jordan morris if you'd like to know <laughs> no. <laughs> No, nothing. <laughs> All right. I guess we'll take Jordan off that. But what questions can I answer for you? Well, Greg, I mean, what are your, um, do you have plans to incorporate sustainable furniture? Are you, is that something that that's a forefront of your it is. design? Yeah, no, absolutely true. I mean, you know, as a store owner, and we're coming at the world from slightly different perspectives. I mean, there's simply no two ways about it. I need to make sure that I sell things that are, you know, that the, the public will buy. So, you know, there's always the pull towards, you know, if you can save, you know, $100 on the sofa, it's tempting to want to save $100 on the sofa. But we have always prided ourselves on trying to work with reliable and responsible companies. So one that comes to mind, for example, is uh, is Philips Collection. Are you familiar with uh, with Philips? Uh, briefly, yeah. They, we, you tend to be traditional, and this, is, <laughs> this tends to be, they could describe themselves as organic contemporary, which is a term I love. And by the way, if anybody ever wants to impress anybody at a cocktail party, just drop the term organic contemporary. It will both simultaneously raise your stock value and shut the conversation down incredibly quickly. But um, they do a lot of, uh, of um, sustainable furnishings in that, for example, they'll have like a natural Kumcha wood console. And what the owners uh, and buyers in the company actually do is they'll go out to Indonesia, for example, and they will literally walk the rainforest with a number of, of local uh, individuals, and they will select fallen trees or root clusters that they would like to see tooled into furnishings. 
Nice. So rather than taking like the most beautiful tree in the forest and cutting it down to make it into a side table, they will find the most beautiful tree that has fallen in the forest and they will have that retooled into just these awesome kind of organic pieces. And they're one of our favorite suppliers. They they really are. So you can check them out at philipscollection.com, I believe. Although there's also another company called Phillips Collection, which I think is a charity. So if it has some kind of solicitation, that's not the one. Search again and look for the one that says furniture. So yeah, so we've got that. We've been involved with the Sustainable Furnishing Council uh, as well. Wonderful. Um, you know, which is key, although I will be the first to admit we're not actually members. Uh, but we're on a small business level trying to do our best to make sure that stuff is, is well sourced. I think that's important, really. I mean, it's kind of on the ground level, so. And it is, and it's, you know, I mean, it, 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 one of our companies that we work with that I absolutely love called Noir Furniture, mm -hmm. um, which you probably know, mm -hmm. and I talk about a lot because I just absolutely love these guys. Um, they have two lines. They have CFC, Custom Furniture of California, where they create all the furniture in California, and they have their own factory there. But then their other line called Noir is all sourced in Southeast Asia. But they own the factories in Southeast Asia that produce the, uh, the, the, the products. And that is important not just from a quality control perspective, but it's also critically important from a working standards perspective. Because if you don't own the factory, quite honestly, you don't know what's happening behind closed doors. Oh, yeah. And yep. these guys are doing a great job. Perfect. That sounds wonderful. Awesome. All right. Well, there it is. We have drunk and talked <laughs> our way through yet another episode. Right, Brett, in the booth? That we have. <laughs> Show number, however many it's been now. I know. It's been a number. It's been a, it's been a good run. I'm happy doing Absolutely. this and uh, what have you. So on behalf of our expert mixologist, Mr. Jordan Morris from Mill Valley Kitchen, and our guest, Miss Jennifer Austin McGrath from the American Society of Interior Designers. Jennifer, thank you so much for being a member or a, a guest on the show. Thank you for having me. All right. I'd like to wish everyone good luck this coming week and remind you that in the words of interior designer and author Charlotte Moss, our objects, bibelos, knickknacks, and whatnots say the most about who we are. They are as honest as a diary. Good night, everybody. Join us next week. Hey, brother, pour the wine.